Stand by, recording. Are we recording? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's the show. This week with Drew. Coming to your brain. That's what we do with the podcast for you. It's a video audio podcast. Hi, welcome to This Week with Drew for February 28th, 2019. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Drew. Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, shout out to uh, everybody who's been listening uh, every week. All my 118 brothers and sisters, you know, the Brothers Grimm, uh, you know, Kripal and those motherfuckers, Doom Squad, um, everybody else, Alicia and uh, Tiana, what's up? And uh, anybody else from the hood, if you want a shout out, you can email me this week with Drew at gmail.com. Let's get to the show. A lot of big news. A lot of big news. Time for big news with Drew. Big news this week. Uh, We got big news in uh, the world of the Oscars. Um, Nobody likes the Green Book movie because it was racist. I guess I didn't see it, but uh, it's racist. So fuck you for even watching that movie. (laughs) I guess because it was racist. How dare you make a movie? I love how people have to be like, congratulations to Mahershala Ali for just, you're so brave, but that, fuck that movie you were in. But you, for, for winning your Oscar, you're so brave and what a dignified minority, but fuck your movie. <laughs> it's like, what? Is he good or not good? Is the movie shitty or not shitty? Like, you can't, <laughs> I don't know. So whatever. Good for them. Fuck the Oscars. Uh, Spike Lee is the shit, man. He looked like Waluigi. <laughs> I saw that joke on the internet and I was like, fuck, man. I made that joke first. I guess it's low-hanging fruit, but Spike Lee did look like Waluigi. Um, okay, so what else? I got a piece of paper so I know what I'm talking about here. Big drama in the Canadian comedy uh, scene this week. Uh, Sirius XM um, cha- changed the programming of their channel 168. I'll just sum it up pretty quick. Channel 168 on Sirius XM Satellite Radio Canada was dedicated. It was called Canada Laughs, and all they played was independently produced Canadian albums, stand-up comedy albums. Um, they weren't getting the ratings that they were looking for, so they decided to approach Just for Laughs Festival, who's got a backlog of, of comedy going to the 80s, and said, hey, can we uh, play your guys' backlog? You'll get all the royalty payments. Uh, you guys are stand to make a couple million bucks off this, minimum. And JFL was like, obviously, sure. Why wouldn't they do that? They've got a comedy recorded from the 80s. But now everyone in Canada is tripping out because this was the only radio station in the world that was playing Canadian stand-up comedy. And it was playing it 24-7. So some of these royalty checks these comics were getting were friggin' huge. You got two albums on there? Man, some of these guys were making like 10, 15, 20 grand a year off that. And uh, everyone's freaking out right now because they were using that money. Lots of comics were using that money to live in the States and just pay their rent because they couldn't get a job. You know, your visa is for an entertainment visa. So now everyone's freaking out. But man, I'm not freaking out, number one, because I've been doing comedy 10 years and uh, I've made a living for the last five years, uh, you know. No problem. And number two, I submitted my album to Canada Laughs and I got told that there was too much swearing in it for them to play. So fuck that, man. Fuck y'all motherfuckers. If there's too much swearing in my album, then you can go fuck yourself. Um, so I submitted my album to get played on the radio station. They said no. Oh, sure enough, six months later, the radio station is getting, cha- uh, getting canceled. So why? Maybe you should have probably been playing my fucking album. 
<laughs> so everyone's freaking out right now talking about writing their members of parliament, which I think is, you know, we got to do that. You got to have some sort of, there needs to be, man, it was the only infrastructure that we had to scale as a comedians. Like if you, if you got your album on channel 168, that was the only like source of like steady income that you could really provide yourself. If you ain't a road dog and now these 20 minute middles who ain't got that hour, and we're living off them residuals. Gotta hit the road now. And they are freaking the fuck out. Because they never drove eight hours to bomb in Estevan, Saskatchewan. But this fucking guy has. And I got the hour to back it up. And I ain't never bombing in Estevan again. But I'll fucking go every time. So yeah, a lot of 20 minute middles. Middles just freaking out right now. <laughs> it is kind of whack though. Like I am pissed. Yo, also Edmonton canceled their Just for Laugh showcase. First of all... That is the fucking stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life, okay? Sirius XM approached Just for Laughs and said, can we play your catalog of 30 years of comedy? What do you think? They're going to say no? And then you're going to... What? Oh, that was my Siri. Holy fuck, that just freaked me out. But what are you going to say, no? You know what I mean? They just... This lady flew out to Edmonton for a showcase... And now you guys aren't going to showcase because of two giant companies made a business deal that has nothing to do with you. And I can guarantee you not a single Edmonton comic who canceled their Just for Laughs showcase had an album playing on Sirius XM channel 168. <laughs> Buddy. That's the dumbest fucking shit I ever heard, man. You're not, you didn't stand to lose a cent on this, and then you cancel your Just for Laugh showcase in solidarity of comics that couldn't give a fuck about you, man. <laughs> what are you, stupid? <laughs> it's not a scab thing, bro. This doesn't have anything to do with uh, with our side or the entertainment recruitment division. Like our the client, like th this is we are client facing. Okay, this has nothing to do with the client facing portion. This is the we're the entertainment. That's the business. Okay, and I understand that we need to fight and take action for this because Canadian comedians have been taken advantage of for far too long. Okay, however. This is still a capitalist society and there's no reason why a privately held, individually owned company like SiriusXM should have anything, any sort of responsibility to us as stand-up comedians, man. It's their fucking business, dude. It's their fucking business. If they weren't making money and people weren't listening to channel 168, maybe there was a fucking problem with the curation, dude. Maybe there was a problem with the content. Maybe some comics got their shit on the air before it was ready, or got their shit on the air, uh, got a good album because they were in a room full of like-minded individuals who uh, really understood where they were coming from, and they were able to murk for that 25 or 35 minutes, however long your album is, but in the real world, maybe those jokes don't necessarily translate. Um, I don't know. Sour grapes a little bit. I submitted my album and they said no. <laughs> so I didn't lose shit. 
But I do feel like it's a time that we should mobilize. And I think that there's a good, uh, uh, the way that we can mobilize is we re- truly need to talk. It's not about just for laughs. It's, it's about the, the, the money dudes at the top, the people who decide how much money is going to be spent on Canadian content each year. Because right now, they it's like minimum wage. They want to spend the least amount possible to maintain that necessary CanCon law. And Canada is in such a unique position as a country because no other country in the world is inundated with another country's culture as much as we are. Canadians know everything about American culture. Even if we don't know, we still know. Like we, we yes, I've never been to a fucking Jack in the Box, but I could tell you that they serve tacos for some reason. Um, we just know that because we're inundated. That's why these CanCon laws came to fruition. Because if we didn't have them, we would erode our identity as uniquely Canadian. We need some sort of reinforcement of what the Canadian identity is. Otherwise, we'll just be eaten by America. So these CanCon laws are super important. That being said, um, most of the time... The the interest uh, on on behalf of like Bell Media and the, and the I'm just from here on out I'm going to use the word the deciders one of my favorite George W Bush quotes but the deciders are going to want to spend the least amount of money possible with the least amount of risk possible. So that's why Corner Gas gets an animated reboot because Corner Gas already worked for like nine years. So rather than spend that money and gamble on maybe a new comics, new idea, it's easier for them to go, you know what, this Corner Gas thing worked. Let's just do an animated spinoff of it. And that will fulfill our minimum requirement of CanCon laws or whatever, right? I'm not, I don't know exactly what the laws are, but I do know how the human brain works and people respond to incentives, okay? So if the incentive, if there is no incentive for these companies to produce Canadian content other than a legal mandated, legally mandated percentage, then why the fuck would they do that? So we need to change the incentives for the deciders to be spending money inside of Canada and creating this content inside of Canada with Canadian entertainers. There's a reason why there's so much brain drain um, is because we're we're self-deprecating and anybody and even I feel this way is like oh it's a Canadian movie like oh that's gonna suck or it's like oh it's Canadian well that's probably gonna suck because we have this like self-deprecating idea about ourselves that if we were any good we would have left already um which is not true man I don't want to live in America fuck America bro like what's going other than their entertainment industry everything else about that country is super fucked up yo they still got paper money for their ones. Like, get a fucking loony, bud. So, I don't know. A lot of fucking drama going on right now. A lot of shook-ass 20-minute middles. Uh, there needs to be an infrastructure change. There needs to be more money spent at home in Canada. They need, whatever sort of comedy deal is going on with Bell Media and Just for Laughs, whether Bell Media can only buy from Just for Laughs or whatever the fuck kind of deal that is where Comedy Network can only air Just for Laughs shit, so you guys got to get rid of that. Um, we need to bring back comedy now or some incarnation of comedy now. There needs to be some sort of watermark of a t- can- Canadian TV specials. Um, it can't just be Halifax, Winnipeg, and then whatever the fuck. Hopefully, you'll get on some kind of JFL gala that might be hosted by Trevor Noah. Um, there needs to be some in-house shit being built, man. Um, otherwise, this whole thing is going to go away. If there's no incentive, people respond to incentives. If there's no incentives for these for the, for the deciders to be investing in, in Canadian content... 
well then there's no incentive for, for the creators to be creating content and 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 the hard part is is that we do this for love and they do that for money so we will always lose because we are operating from a uh, from a, a point of passion and, and, and from something that goes beyond far beyond any sort of monetary implications um, where they are acting solely um, in terms of monetary implications. So we're always going to lose that fight because they always know they have us by the nuts because at the end of the day, every single comic in Canada, every single artist in the world, whether it's stand-up, music, uh, fucking pottery, buddy, painting, any true artist will tell you that that they do this for the love of the craft and nothing else and that they would do this no matter what um, and that making a living off of it is the ultimate dream but um, if it's not a viable option, then it's not a viable option. And I can think of already a bunch of comics off the top of my head who have quit, floundered out, who have gotten day jobs, who have gotten disenfranchised with the, with the, with the Canadian stand-up comedy industry, and who have just quit or dialed it back or have said, you know what, uh, fuck this, man. I gave 10 years to this. Nothing. I've gotten nothing back from this. I'll still hit the road a little bit, but I'm done giving my life to this because there is no favor. You know, uh, Brent Butt, Jerry D are the two success stories, uh, uh, internal success stories of the last 30 years. And if you want to talk about true success stories, um, those are the only two true Canadian success stories. Russell Peters blew up on the internet. Jim Carrey, Howie Mandel, Norm Macdonald all left and then blew up. Um, Lauren Michaels, they all left and then blew up. The, the, there's only two true in-house success stories, Brent Butt and Jerry D, and most people wouldn't even know who those are unless you're in a certain demographic of CBC, you know, 29 to 59, whatever graphic demographic they're looking for. So it sucks, man, because there's a lot of really fucking good comics in this country who if you gave Dave Merhaj a show, give him a fucking show, man. Just see what happens. Let him write some cool downtown Toronto, you know, multicultural hip-hop-based fucking show around him. You know, give Deanne Smith a cool fucking nice, you know, like like a show like Girls but about lesbians. You know, like, do, do that. Let me do a show about some fucking bro stoners, some broners who are just gaming out. There's there's a there's like that culture is everywhere, man. Um, those those groups all exist within Canada, and you can appeal to all those groups because who whoever the deciders think is wa are watching TV is not watching TV, or 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 whoever they think that they're appealing to, they're not actually appealing to. Um, it's this sort of like watered down. Well, you know, it's not good, but it's not bad. So that's all we really care about, sort of thing, and it's fucked up, man. Why is there no Canadian Tonight Show, bro? Like, I want to host the Canadian Tonight Show, man. Fuck that shit. Okay. Let's move on to uh, some sexy. Oh, fuck. That's not sexy. It's not sexy either. Uh, big episode of The Bachelor. Kaylin just got blindsided. Cassie is a snake in the motherfucking grass. Colton, if you pick Cassie, you're a fucking idiot. Clearly, Tasha's the one who's most in love with you. Then Hannah G. Then Cassie. Kaylin loved you, buddy. She wanted to marry you like hardcore. You're watching vi videos on a... Who has a projector on their staircase? First of all, I don't understand what kind of person has a projector on their staircase. But Colton, buddy... 
This ain't the one, man. Cassie ain't the one. I can tell you right now, bro. She knows it too. I can't wait for the fence jump scene, buddy. Colton, I've been waiting for this all season. You hop that fence and you feel your heart, man. You feel your love. You feel your emotions. <laughs> all right. In conclusion, there's a lot of shook-ass 20-minute middles. So we're going to have to hit the road right now. Uh, there needs to be a lot of change in the upper echelons of the Canadian uh, of Canadian show business rap included music industry included uh and television and comedy okay i can't speak to anything else but uh i do think there needs to be changes and uh yeah you know fucking kaylin uh we'll see you on the bachelor in paradise okay <laughs> this week with drew zooming in on my nose